On today's Locked On Texan podcast, what does the addition of Shaquille Griffin mean for the Texans DB group and what has been going on at rookie camp? Cody the Messenger will share from his eyes to your ears. Yeah, uh, it's been really cool. Uh, you know, we had some crazy battles uh, with Ohio State and just be able to meet him, uh, how humble he is and how passionate he is about this game. Uh, I'm excited to work with him and just getting to know him. And like you said, just trying to build that relationship, uh, get that chemistry going. And uh, what I thought about him in high school, uh, I mean, college, I thought he was the best quarterback in the country, for sure. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to a Tuesday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Shout out to our everydayers. We are the Locked On Texas Podcast, your team every day. Sorry for Monday, but our everydayers, we show a lot of love to you guys because without you, we are pretty much nothing here on the show uh but if you are new to the locked on texan podcast be sure to subscribe to the locked on texan podcast on youtube and wherever you listen to your podcast including apple Podcasts and spotify i am john some sports guy hickman and of course i'm joined by none other than cody davis who represents the Houston Rockets, the Houston Texans, uh, the Houston Sabercat rugby team. But he is your credential media member covering the Houston Texans along with writing for Sports Illustrated. For today's podcast, I think it's important to discuss the addition of Shaquille Griffin. Uh, what does that mean for the DB group? We'll get into that also. Cody and I will love to talk about how Will Anderson will transition to the NFL but first, there's no way we're going to start this show off, especially missing the Monday, which you're never supposed to do, especially in the gym. Without talking about the first couple of days of the rookie training camp, Cody, we see all of the tweets online. Uh, where are more? You know, where's more? Where's more? Where's more? And if you guys have been covering and following this team for the past couple of seasons, pretty much since Bill O'Brien left, there hasn't been a lot of camera activity or mm -hmm. showing the hands on behalf of the Houston Texans in terms of camps, whether that's the rookie camp, training camp. Uh, they are very particular would be the word that I would use when they have people out there to come out and watch their team uh, practice. And so there has been a, I think, a void in terms of what people could be, you know, reported because can't see much, but Cody, you have been out there. What's been the whole purpose of this can't see what's going on that Nick Casario has been doing with the Houston Texans? <laughs> well, let me first start off by saying this, John, listeners and viewers, that a lot of media members, we share the same frustration as you guys. Because when you look on our Twitter, when you look on our YouTube short, you didn't really see much of 
CJ Stroud in action. And if you guys saw the YouTube short that I was able to post on Friday, I love the comments that we got because so many people was making fun of me by saying, you know, hey, this is the first time we could see CJ Stroud in action, but he wasn't really doing nothing but warming up. I think my favorite comment, somebody was like, he isn't doing anything but playing catch. That's it. <laughs> you know, that type of stuff. It was funny, but after speaking to Coach D'Amico Ryans on Friday, I got a better understanding as to why the Houston Texans did what they did because outside of stretching and outside of watching this team go through special teams, we didn't really see much of what these what the Houston Texans rookie class actually looked like. However, Coach D'Amico Ryan said that the most significant thing that he wanted to accomplish during rookie minicamp is to just get back to the basics. And a lot of what he talked about went beyond the X's and O's. It was the communication, um, having CJ Stroud learning how to command a huddle on the NFL level, you know, expressing how important it is for his linebackers it didn't matter if they are rookies how important it is for the linebackers to command the huddle on the defensive side of the ball learning the terminologies of what it means to be the nfl but most importantly to be with the houston texans and it's understandable because if we was out there and if we saw or overheard D'Amico Ryan say something, somebody can actually tweet it out or whatever the case might be, then, of course, that's going to give the opponent the upper hand. But, John, I did like the fact that Coach D'Amico Ryan did say a lot of rookie minicamp was just them getting back to the basis, them getting introduced to football on the NFL level. He said one of the tasks that he has for the class of 2023 was just to learn their way around the facility. He said, you guys would be surprised. There have been so many times when you bring in new players, they don't know their way around, and they actually get lost, and that could cause them to be late to certain meetings, be late to workouts and stuff. So I understood it. However, there were two observations that I did like from rookie minicamp that we did get an opportunity to see. Um, Will Anderson Jr., John, as you alluded to, he was working out with the defensive ends. Um, so that means that they have officially begun the transition of him going from outside linebacker to DN. And the biggest observation of all, which is not really a surprise, special teams, the Houston Texans were experimenting by using Tank Dale and X validate as the two kick returners. A little bit surprised by validate, only a little bit because he is more so a primary running back. However, when you look at the roster, you have Damian Pierce as running back number one. You have Devin Singletary as running back number two. You take a look at the pretty good money that X validate has signed on as an undrafted free agent. It seems like they're going to create some type of role for him for this upcoming season. And as you guys know, if you've been following the show ever since Tank Dale got drafted, um, this was a guy. It's like, OK, I think everybody can agree. He's basically going to take over as this team primary kick returner, especially when you consider Traymond Smith is no longer with this organization Quick, quick fun fact, Tank Dale netted 330 yards as a kick returner at the University of Houston. And according to his coach, if it wasn't for a couple penalties, he would have actually finished with a total of four to five touchdowns as a kick returner. This show was sponsored by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. Sometimes we spend all of our times giving, 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 and it can leave us feeling stressed out, thin, and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools you need 
to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suitable to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on today. Yeah, I mean, for right now, um, for us, I think we just focus on trying to get better every day. And when that time comes, I think we will focus more on that. But right now, we're just trying to keep building that team chemistry, making sure that everybody knows what they're doing and making sure that, you know, we have an energy and we're uplifting each other and having a good time doing what we love to do. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Tuesday installment of Locked On Texans. As you guys just saw, just heard, um, that was Will Anderson Jr. I had an opportunity to ask him, you know, what are some of the goals that he is setting for himself as he enters his first season in the league, especially with the schedule coming out, first game against Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And I liked how the fact, I liked how he turned the attention away from him as an individual and talked about how everyone on the team is actually making preparations and actually preparing themselves for this upcoming season as a unit. I like that because it kind of shows that Will Anderson Jr. isn't a selfish guy. Of course, as a number three overall pick, somebody who knows he's coming in with a lot of pressure on him, especially when you consider the 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 high package that the Houston Texans had to pay in order to draft him for his services. Um, I think that quote right there was one of my favorite quotes of the day that we got from Will Anderson Jr. because it shows his character. And as of right now, man, I love the guy. I just noticed something. I know this may be weird, but I still says September. <laughs> uh, so you know one of my biggest takeaways from will anderson over the weekend was uh he was asked about how did alabama prepare you for the nfl and for the how the texans want to use you his response to that question was being at alabama they kind of prepared us for a little bit of everything hand in the dirt playing two-point stands kind of made me versatile i'm very excited however they want however they want to use me it's just going to be uh, anything I've kind of did at Alabama, so I'm super excited. But just to do anything they need me to for the team. Guys, Alabama this past season, Anderson played 127 snaps as the Leo, 85 snaps at the left-hand position. This is on top of 393 total snaps between both outside linebacker positions in 2022. To really understand why D'Amico Ryans wanted Anderson, you might want to look at the 2021 season where he played a combined 860 snaps. But that was by far his most versatile season. Uh, eight games with 60 or more snaps. All but one. In all games but one of those 60 or more snap games, Anderson lined up in five or more positions on the field in all but one of those 60 or more snap games. And that one game, he might have just lined up in four. So I think this is what Ryan's, D'Amico Ryan's, has envisioned for Will Anderson. Again, I don't think Will Anderson does one thing significantly great. I think he does a lot of things very good. Moving uh, And moving him around on the defensive front, 
like his time at Alabama will help Houston out immediately. So when you look at how he was able to, you know, line up over a guard, line up wide nine, line up hand in the dirt, line up two point stands, line up as a Leo, line up as a you know as a, as a right end everywhere, especially in the twenty one season where he had what was a seventeen and a half sacks went crazy that year. Like when you look at what he brings, it's not about go right here and just dominate. It's about right now in this situation. I think you would be great right here. I think you can go make a play right here. I think in this position, you would be able to help your fellow defensive lineman make a play because of what you would bring off the edge. Or right now, I want to use you to bring some pressure up the middle, and I think that would be a great way to use you right now coming off of a stunt. This is what the Houston Texans are getting out of Will Anderson. And I think when you look at what Houston, quote-unquote, mortgaged to get Will Anderson, if he comes out there, and his game brings about, let's say, seven sacks in his rookie season. But everybody else's, their play is heightening because of what he's able to do on the football field. Then, yeah, guys, you got to look at that quote-unquote mortgage <laughs> as a win for Houston. Now, of course, I think he needs to get better coming off the edge with using his hands. He's very much a power rusher in terms of how he gets after the quarterback, not necessarily a finesse guy, but he's a football player. He knows how to win, and you can use him in multiple positions. I like what Will Anderson does, and I think that when we look at the rest of the guys on the defensive front by the end of this upcoming season, of course, it's way too early. But he'll be a guy that you say, man, this play right here helps somebody else get the number, get the stat. But it was opened up by Will Anderson because he's everywhere on that football field. That's what I love about Will Anderson in Houston. The, the the most thing I, I like about this change that D'Amico Ryans is, you know, playing with as of right now, it shows that D'Amico is really going to be that coach that's going to put his players in the best position possible to get the best out of them. Because, John, I think we all can agree that the best on-field attribute that Will Anderson Jr. has is his ability to get after the quarterback. We all understand that. However, this will also give him more so an opportunity to be a true disruptor on that defensive line and someone who can also help stop the run as well. And this is something that we have harped on a lot here on this show, how much the Houston Texans have struggled at stopping the run. And I also like it from a defensive scheme standpoint as well, because if you are continuously playing to the strength of Will Anderson Jr. being versatile and you could, you could change him up. It's going to make it very hard for the opposing team to really come up with an offensive scheme to beat Will Anderson Jr. That's the underlining positive out of this. I like that D'Amico Ryans is really going out there saying, you know what, let's start, switching Will Anderson Jr. around as of right now and John to the point that you just made it make a lot of sense to where you say you know what we we just don't want you to get comfortable at this one position you do this one position and just go out and just go out there and dominate no this gives him an opportunity to probably get a better version than Will Anderson that any team might have gotten yeah it hit me but I haven't arrived yet you know I just got here I haven't did anything anything yet. I got to earn it. I got to go out there and, you know, get the trust from the guys, keep connecting with them and just, you know, being attentional to everything I'm doing and working hard. So yeah, I'm here, but I haven't arrived to where I want to be at yet. Welcome back in. Locked on Texan listeners and viewers out there. 
checking us out from the YouTube world. Shout out to everybody that's listening, whether you're in the car, in the gym, on the way to work, uh, listening on the podcast. We really appreciate you guys as well. Shaquille Griffin is now a Houston Texan. Signed a one-year deal worth up to $4.5 million. Cody, I think this gives Houston uh, some depth at that cornerback position. Houston currently now has eight cornerbacks on the roster with that signing. This is probably great for Houston to sign him during this odd year. Fun thing about mm-hmm. Shaquille Griffin, uh, he's not able, he's not, he has not been able to be consistent uh, throughout his career. And it seems like every R year he's having a good season. So 2019, <laughs> he was voted top 10 cornerbacks in the league that year. That was his best year as a full starter. 551 yards allowed through 16 games, only two TDs allowed, 14 PBUs. Uh, also played around in front seven a little bit that year. He was very good for Seattle. And when I look at his time in Seattle compared to his time in Jacksonville. Well, if you guys remember, he signed that three-year deal, $40 million contract to go to Jacksonville after leaving Seattle. And when you look at what happened, right, like you got the Jacksonville Urban Myers as coach, right, as head coach. So you leave stability, you go to instability. But I also think he just never got comfortable playing under Joe Cullen. And then the injury held him back last year under Mike Caldwell, the two DCs in his first two seasons with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He also missed 12 games with that back injury. Um, I think he would be a good addition after Stingley, after Nelson, when we look at the Hmm. outside cornerback positions. And I think when we look at how does he affect this roster right now, I think Stingley is an untouchable, right? Nelson – I, I, I thought Nelson played some good football for Houston. From a football standpoint, I think Nelson should be untouchable for Houston right now, honestly. Unless you get a deal so sweet, you got to include him in. But he played some damn good football. I think it will come down to the likes of Shaquille Griffin and Tavier Thomas. And I say that because wow. Griffin is not a slot corner type of guy. Uh, I think in his total career so far, he had, may have played 25 snaps in the slot. Overall, maybe. So I think I look at him and Tavier Thomas as the two guys it'll be worth watching for a camp battle. Once again, Griffin deal is worth up to $4.5 million on their one-year contract. Tavier Thomas deal is worth up to $2.5 million. So for Houston, I look at Tavier and I say, hey, man, this is a battle, a winnable battle, I believe, at this point of his career when I look at Griffin. But I also think he got a bad hand last year in Jacksonville. But can you beat him out? And can you beat out the rookies, you know, the UDFAs? Can you beat those guys out to stay on this roster? Because Tavier Thomas was, correct me if I'm wrong, but did Tavier play some good special teams for Houston? Mm-hmm. So, you know, however he can get on that field would be great. But I think him and Shaquille Griffin is going to have a good camp battle that people should be anticipating. You say Tavier Thomas, I might have to take it a step further, man. If he healthy, I think it's going to come down between him and Steven Nelson. I'm not saying that Steven Nelson is going to get cut. I'm just saying as a starter. I think this signing is going to be who's going to – is giving competition of who's going to start opposite of Derek Singley Jr. 
Look, Stingley is untouchable. We already know he's going to be here. However, Steven Nelson, he is the older veteran, 30 years old. Um, Shaquille is, what, 26, 27? So that's also that pairing to where this can also be a move if things work out and work very well. If that, if the pairing of Derek Stingley and Griffin can work this year, maybe that's a pairing that you can ride over the next two, maybe three years. Because the man is only 27 years old. Yeah. One-year contract, and we all know that this is a one-year prove-it deal. Um, John, as you just mentioned, a couple of years back, he was voted a top-ten corner. Um, yes, he got dealt a bad hand the first year in Jacksonville was the Urban Meyer situation. Last year was injuries. And, and I not think, only that, to be fair to Griffin, I do think, like, that entire defense played better last year. Mm-hmm. But I do think that last year was a year that Jacksonville Jaguar fans was really banking on to see him have. Mm-hmm. But even when he played, he just never looked quite right. Never did. And I think that he needed a fresh start, which mm-hmm. is now going to be here in Houston. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see what he does uh, once the training camp starts. And here's the next catch. Just like what we already seen him doing with Will Anderson Jr. We talked about it in the second segment. D'Amico Rhines is going to put Griffin in some great situations to get the best version out of him. I like this signing. I think, once again, of course it adds depth, most importantly. Um, especially, unfortunately, when you consider the injury history to Derek Stanley Jr. Hopefully, knock on wood. He's healthy this season. Um, Derek Stanley Jr. did deal with some nagging injuries last year. Um, Taviera Thomas has been a very consistent player for the Houston Texans since he signed with this organization in 2021. But this can change the starting lineup between the cornerbacks. And also, John, as you alluded to, change whether or not Taviera Thomas can end up making this team. I think Taviera Thomas is going to make this team. However, Griffin, I like the signing, went healthy. Thinking about what he did during this time with the Seattle Seahawks, this is going to be one of those training camp battles we definitely going to have to keep our eyes on, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. Also, subscribe on YouTube under the name, of course, Locked On Texans. Give me a follow on Twitter at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, it's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Really quick, John, when you combine the 2017-19 and 20 season, Shaquille Griffin had recorded a combined 40 pass deflections. I love that. I'm telling you, man. He could be good for this team, man. Man, but until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.